This is Job Trends with Karen and Friends. I'm Karen Triplett, Recruitment Advertising Manager at The Pilot in Southern Pines, North Carolina, and I'm your host. I'm going to be talking about the changes that North Carolina businesses have been experiencing in the hiring market since COVID. In these episodes, we'll examine tools and analyze data and help you create strategic opportunities for your business and future employees. Okay. Good morning, Frank. Good morning. Hey, good to be here on today's episode of Job Trends with Karen and Friends. I've got today's guest is Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hey, Karen. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Rachel is with Recruitology, um, a fabulous company out of California. And I'm going to let her introduce herself and give us a little background on who she is and and about Recruitology. So take it away, Rachel. Awesome. Yeah. So um, Recruitology is essentially uh, a company that provides digital advertising technology to media companies. Um, so we have all kinds of different solutions that media companies can provide to their local employers. Um, we partner with major job boards. Um, and have all kinds of great stuff um, that media companies sell. So I've been working with uh, Recruitology since 2018, um, but I've been in recruitment advertising for over 10 years now. I was with Monster.com. I worked for a newspaper business that was selling career builder products. Um, So I've been in the industry for a while, but been here since 2018. Excellent. Excellent. She is... um a great vendor to work with. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. She's always there when I need her for sure. So um just a couple of things we're going to talk about today. Um just some different trends that are going on in the job world. Um one of the stats I have here is uh, according to the US Bureau of labor statistics. Just recently in August, this past August, there's about 10 million open jobs and about 6 million people that are unemployed. So that is a fascinating stat. What do you think about that, Rachel? Um, Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So, you know, looking at that, you have double the amount essentially of jobs open than there are, are actually people who are unemployed. Um, in the country, meaning there's a, just a huge disconnect between the openings and the actual people available. Um, and of those people who are unemployed, you know, a lot of them may not be able to work, may not want to work. They may have completely, completely left the workforce. Right. Um, so it's just a huge challenge right now for employers to find people in general. Right. It has been, it has been difficult for sure. Yeah. Um, employment continues to increase. There were 263,000 jobs added just in September this year. Like um, leisure and hospitality added 83,000 jobs this year in September alone. Healthcare added 60,000 jobs. Um, so they, they, we keep adding, you know, we need more jobs, we need more jobs, but but the people aren't there. So yeah, exactly. it's just a very, very and strange a lot. Yeah, a lot of these industries um, are industries that have continued to grow and grow and grow um, in this kind of like post-COVID world or post-shutdown world. Um, so leisure and hospitality was hit really hard 
during the shutdown. Um, and now they've been growing and growing and growing ever since. Um, and it's, you know, healthcare, same thing. It's, it's just been really difficult. So why do you think that job seekers might not be applying for jobs? Yeah, um, so there's a lot of reasons. Um, you know, there is a high demand for jobs that have uh, a lot of flexibility now. Again, in this post, I don't want to say post-COVID because we still have COVID. I don't think that's going anywhere, unfortunately. Yes. But right. this post-shutdown um, or lockdown world, you know, everyone was working from home. And so they have that flexibility and now they're in this place where they want to continue to, to have that flexibility. And for companies who are kind of, you know, forcing people back into the office or taking those benefits away, um, a lot of companies are going the opposite way. They're going towards more freedom and flexibility. And so there's a mass exodus of people from, you know, a company that maybe um, had their employer or employees come back into the office. Um, where they all, you know, say, well, I can go work somewhere else that has more flexibility, um, which is creating a huge problem for them. True. Um, I think we still have people who have health concerns um, and, you know, vaccine hesitancies. Um, There is a lot of expenses uh, for people who are working. You know, childcare is really expensive. Um, In addition to things like inflation, things are more expensive. People need more money and want more money. Um, And it's just, you know, there's just so many things going on right now that are kind of playing into why people are probably not applying for certain jobs. I think also a lot of employers are trying to increase their benefits um, increase their pay to kind of keep up with this stuff. And so those are the people who are going to get the candidates um, that do apply. Um, the ones who are not doing anything extra or putting anything in their job descriptions uh, for, you know, what the the benefit or incentive of coming to their company is, those are the people who are not going to get as many individuals. Right. Right. Yep, definitely. So I know that employers face uh, some big challenges as far as retaining um, yeah. the employers mm-hmm. that they the employees that they do have. What do you think is going yeah. on there? Well, you know, it's it's more expensive to hire new people than it is to retain the people you have. True. Um, and I just think that there hasn't been a huge focus on what you can do to retain people. Um, I I'm a big proponent of you know, survey your current employees, Mm -hmm. talk to them, figure out why they're there, why they love it, why they stay, um, gauge their happiness, you know, see if you can do anything to to keep them happy and keep them there at your company. Um, And, you know, that longevity of someone staying at a company is also really attractive to new job seekers. But um, companies actually lose about 18% of their workforce each year due to turnover. Um, and that 18% is the percentage that they're not able to refill, um, which is a huge challenge. Um, hiring a new person on average costs about $4,400. Um, so again, it's much more expensive to hire a new person than to retain who you have. Um, and the average time to fill a role is, you know, between 36 and 42 days right now. In some areas, it's more. I've seen in some areas just doing research takes over 60 days to fill a role. So imagine how much revenue a company is losing as a position sits open for 60 days and then they're also having to pay to fill that role um it just starts to really add up um you know in cost so paying attention to your current employees and what's making them happy or maybe what's making them 
not happy um, is a, a huge, huge focus, um, or it should be a huge focus. And and then speaking of uh, you know turnover, why you know what what do you think the main reason is for turnover? Obviously, money would be the number mm-hmm. one reason, but what else? Yeah, so money is number one. Um, Absolutely. And again, everything's more expensive right now. People um, need to be able to survive. Um, so money's, money's huge. But a lot of people uh, actually wanted a career change during COVID. And so we've seen a big increase in people who have left jobs for uh, a change. Um, poor work-life balance is another. Um, and that could honestly be partially due to the work remote lifestyle um, because I know I work remote and it's kind of hard to shut it off. You know, I'll get emails at seven, eight o'clock at night and I'm the kind of person who wants to check things off a list. So yeah. <laughs> I'll answer those emails, you know, so it's, it's hard, but I'm the same um, way. people want, yeah, yeah, you know, you get it. So people want um, opportunity for growth. Um, people want to feel comfortable with their the company and, and just feel like they're valued. So just company culture in general um, and again, that flexibility, just making sure that they have that uh, flexibility is important, too. Now, um, HR has, uh, you know, plays a big role in the workplace. Um, so here's another interesting statistic. According to recent, recent, uh, recent statistics, 62% of U.S. workers stated they were satisfied with their current job. That, I mean, that is 62% seems like a pretty low number to me. Um, yeah. What do you, what, I, do you, what do you know about that? So I think that everyone is, most people are pretty open to an opportunity. So you have two types of job seeker. Um, you have an active job seeker, um, people who are actively searching and applying. And then you have passive job seekers, people who are, you know, open to a new job, but not necessarily looking. And so I think that that number is, you know, pretty high because people are just open. They're open to uh, new opportunities. They're open to growth. Um, and so if the right opportunity presents itself, they're probably going to be willing to make a move, especially if they're unhappy. Um, but if about 45% of, of people are actively looking for new jobs. So nearly 50% of people at any given company, they're actively out there searching for new positions. Yeah. So that's kind of alarming, you know, for for a uh, HR person or just a company in general because they have to be ready for, you know, at least fifty percent of their staff making a move right. uh, at any given time. Right. So let's talk. Then let's go right into about attracting new talent. Um, oh yeah. 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 Job seekers. There are many many choices out there of where they can go to look for jobs. What mm-hmm. um, what is the n- number one place that people go to look for jobs? Is it Indeed? Is it is it you know MoreCountyJobs.com? Where do people go to look for jobs? Do you think is the yeah. number one place? Yeah. So the number one place that people look uh, start their job search is Google. Um, so about seventy percent of the time, people are starting their search on Google. Um, Google has created this widget called Google for Jobs, where they're pulling jobs from all across the web into kind of one easy-to-use job board right on their platform. Super similar to if you've ever used Google Flights 
um, where you can com- compare different airline pl- uh, prices. Yeah. Uh, Google for jobs is super similar to that. Um, so that's that's really the main place people are starting their search. So isn't that big takeaway from that? Oh, go ahead. No, that's just that's just so shocking because I think who's ever heard of that? I I mean I think most people don't even know that they're looking at Google Jobs. They're just googling something you know and it's actually mm-hmm. on google jobs they they might think that they're like they're not on indeed or they're not on glassdoor or they're not on any of those sites they're actually on google jobs yeah and a lot of employers don't know that either um right. that that's where people are starting you know they assume because indeed is advertising everywhere that indeed is kind of like the end all be all for recruitment advertising but in all honesty, it's just one component. There's just so many different options. Um, and so the cool thing about Google is that it is pulling everything into one place. Um, Google, though, however, does not put Indeed jobs in that list. Right. And that's kind of just an Indeed Google thing. They just kind of don't play nice together. Yeah, they don't get um, along, do they? Yeah. So it's it's super interesting because indeed's the one that's out there pushing you know all that advertising you see commercials oh yeah you hear them on the radio um but it's yeah there's just tons of options and job seekers use about 16 different sources on average when they're researching jobs so a job seat so if i'm out there looking for a job and i'm just looking to for say a receptionist position i might check 16 different sites yeah you and i might look at, i might uh, apply on you know, 16 different sites or, or, or look on them anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And you could look at, you know, Google, then That's maybe an you average. go into some job boards. Yeah. And maybe you go to the company website and do some research there. Yeah. Maybe you go to Glassdoor to look at the reviews. So it's, it's a lot of research that goes into it. And I know most of them um, use their mobile devices and oh, yeah. that's where, um, you know, doing what I do, um, helping businesses place their ads, um, you know, I constantly remind them it needs to be, you know, you need that landing page. Um, if you don't have, uh, you know, your website isn't set up for, you know, doesn't have a careers page, then we need to get you a landing page of some sort that, you know, explains a little more. And you have to be mobile ready as well. So we help them with mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. So, yeah. So what it means for employers, you know, they've got to make sure that they are advertising where employees are actually looking, you know, and make sure that they optimize for Google. And like I said, make sure that they've got that nice career page and optimize for mobile. So, yeah, great. You nailed it. All of those are are extremely important uh, for employers to, to pay attention to. And... What's what do you think uh, is the most important thing? Um, honestly, the Goop, the optimization for Google, yeah. um, I think is huge. Yeah, just because that's again where the most people are starting their search. Okay. Um, that's that's just my opinion. Yeah, and you know, part of that too is not putting all your eggs in one basket. Not just putting all your jobs on Indeed. Not just you know putting all your jobs on one plate in one place, Mm -hmm. making sure that you're out there in as many places as you can be. Because if you're on indeed, you're, you're 
just on Indeed. You're not going to be on Google, Correct. like you said. Yep. If you're on Glassdoor, exactly. if you're on Next, if you're on any of the smaller ones, which we consider smaller ones, if you're not on Indeed, <laughs> then you're going to be on Google also. You're automatically yep. going to be on Google. So, yep. yeah. Okay. Very good. So talk a little bit more, if you don't mind, about, you know, uh, about a mobile device and how people use that. Mm-hmm. They use that, they use that the most, don't they, to search? Yeah. So um, about 97% of uh, Americans own a mobile device. Most of those, about 85% of them are smartphones. Um, so, uh, you know, not everyone has a smartphone. People in lower income areas, more rural areas may not, um, but uh, the majority are smartphones. And so just making sure that people have, I mean, think about it. You're not carrying your computer around with you. Um, you're, you're carrying your phone around with you. Um, the majority of the time people are going to be looking at their cell phone for jobs. They may get on their laptop or maybe a it's in the middle of their workday and they're already on their, you know, their computer. Yeah. Um, maybe they're using it, but more than likely they're going to be seeing this stuff mobile. And so just making sure that you have a mobile friendly website, mobile friendly advertising, um, all that stuff's going to be very important because if you don't, it's going to be a bad experience and people are going to leave and they're not going to come back. Right. It's just not for them. Exactly. Right. Right. Same with um, social media. You've got to be social media ready. Yeah, social is huge. Um, and I've been actually hearing this more and more uh, recently, which is funny because it's always kind of been there, um, at, at least for the last, you know, five, six years. I would say it's been getting more and more important when it comes to recruitment. But um, a lot of companies are using social media for recruiting. Um, people are looking at uh, social media to uh, review candidates. Um, people are looking for candidates, um, passive candidates. So again, those people who are not out there searching, um, they're trying to target them where they are on social media. And you know, there's some there's some pretty staggering stats if you look them up on how much time people actually spend on social media in a day. Yeah. Um, I don't <laughs> I don't even like to think about it, but um, it's, it, that's a great place to get in front of people. Sure. Sure. Um, I know I know one other thing that you and I talked about briefly months ago was also the texting component to all of this. Applicants can apply for jobs via texting and, and get job mm-hmm. alerts via texting and that sort of thing. Um, I think we're I think the world's ready for it. I know that yeah, there are yeah. I know that there are some um, businesses out there that that can handle that type of thing, and just wondering how if recruitology is still working on that. Yeah. So um, one thing I love about this company um, is the innovation and just the the fact that we are constantly watching trends um, in recruitment in general on both the job seeker side and employer side, and trying to make sure that we have the most updated solution for our partners. Um, and so I can say we are working on and beta testing a couple new products. Um, and hopefully those will be those will be ready soon. But um, yeah, we're always looking to make sure that we're staying on top of this stuff, um, whether it's, you know, new social offerings, texting, um, new ways for job seekers to, to seek positions, you know, whatever it is. So always love to hear that that feedback, especially from our partners. So Karen, like hearing that 
not something that we share with our team and, and whatever we can do to kind of make that happen, we'll, we'll try to do it. So, Great. uh, stay, stay tuned for maybe some new solutions coming, coming down the pike soon. Excellent. Looking forward to that. <laughs> so, um, just a couple things left to discuss, like, what do you think, or what are you hearing about what workers are looking for, um, in yeah. a job? Because in my opinion, most folks are employed. Okay, you're going to have to kind of, I always say you have to steal them from their current job. So what are they looking for? Yeah, so um, let me ask you, if if I could ask you what your thoughts are on what the most important thing is, what do you think it would be? Um, I would, I would assume, I would assume money would be the number one thing. Yep. You know, it would be more money. And then and then this would just be my own personal thing would be the more flexibility, I would say, in schedule. You know, maybe I maybe I want to work on a Saturday and not a Tuesday or something along those lines. Um, Maybe people Mm -hmm. need need that a little bit more. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, you hit the nail on the head with the the money. Higher compensation is the number one thing people want. Um, uh, Flexibility. Again, we kind of talked a little bit about that. That's huge, um, especially with the push for work remote. People want job security. COVID was scary. A lot of layoffs, a lot of furloughs. People want to feel, you know, secure where they are. Um, uh, a lot of people want, you know, respect and praise, and they want a good company culture, um, learning and development, or promotions. Those are some of the, the most important things mm-hmm. um, that people look for. And then people want to work remotely, don't they? A lot they of people do. do. Um, yeah. A lot of people uh, want remote work, and and it's honestly interesting to me because you, you people, work remotely, right, Rachel? I I do, yeah, and I actually have since I started uh, with recruitology in 2018. So I had been doing that already, um, you know, pre COVID, um, and I love it. I I've always loved it. Um, I get more work done. I feel like um, I, it's just it's nice to be able to kind of like you know, be on your own. Um, I do miss, you know, being in an office sometimes, but the cool thing is I do get to travel to meet with partners a lot. Um, and so then I get kind of that social aspect there, but, um, uh, less people actually want a hundred percent remote work than I thought that they would. Yeah. Um, only about 30% want a hundred percent remote. Um, most people actually want a hybrid. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, kind of broken down into like different options like 50 50 flexible one to two days a week that's where the majority of people sit um and then about 26 percent want in office uh just solely in office which um that doesn't surprise me that that's a lower number frank did you have a question oh well sure um i heard something recently about how people are seem to be more willing to make a longer commute now because oh. there is some remote, uh, you know, say in the hybrid work situation. Oh, right, right. They, um, would, they would drive longer, like two days a week, if they right. could work at home three days a week. Is that, it was just something I heard in passing, is is that, Interesting. have you seen any of that? Is that um, aligned with some of the things that you've seen? Yeah, so I have seen, I've he- I have heard of people doing this, like a lot of people that I work with, um, like partners that we work with, they will do that. You know, they were home and then maybe they moved or maybe their office location moved because they 
you know, when COVID happened, um, a lot of people shut their offices down or just got like um, smaller offices or they're doing like kind of an office share. And so maybe their, their uh, commute got longer, um, but they're fine with it because they're hybrid. Um, I don't have any like concrete stats on that, but it is something that I have heard more of. And it makes sense, right? You know, right. driving an hour to work you know, one day a week or something like that is not a huge deal. Whereas if you were having to do that every day, it would really be a lot of driving. That would be horrible. <laughs> I would not yeah. like that. A lot of people are also willing to take a lower salary now if they can work 100% remote, which is interesting. Yeah, absolutely. One last thing I kind of wanted to discuss were some benefits and perks of uh, mm-hmm. what people are looking for. I think... Um, we all know about, you know, besides like your health care, um, that your vacation pay, that kind of thing, that's going to be mm-hmm. your number one. But like, what else are people looking for? Yeah. So people want, you know, the standard, they want the health care, they want the 401k, the, the paid time off. But something that's really um, kind of interesting, and this is a big shift, I feel like in the last couple of years, um, a lot more people want ca- uh, like a casual dress code, people want um, more paid family leave. Uh, People Mm -hmm. want kind of like more non-traditional benefits. And honestly, I think that that a lot of times is what's setting an employer or a company apart um, from other people in the industry or helping them compete is having those those non-traditional benefits that people can offer. Because, you know, every almost every company has got healthcare. But what kind of other cool things do you do for your employees? I agree. I've seen asking each individual kind of what they would like as a benefit or a perk instead of giving the whole entire office the exact same thing. Yeah. You know, some people don't need the extra days off. They don't travel. They don't have family or something, and they don't need the extra time off, but they have, you know, 15 cats. <laughs> so they want the... That's a lot of cats. <laughs> wait, did I just did I just out myself? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> no, but they, but they, so they want some sort of a pet insurance kind of thing or, or something like that, yeah. you know, or, or just different things that matter to them, don't matter to somebody else and so on. So, you know, they... Yeah. So everybody might want something different. So it's it's best that the uh, you know company really listen to each individual person and see if they can help them in individual ways. So. Yeah, like maybe um, I know like our new parent company, parent company Jobcase. Yeah. Um, they purchased us in March, and their benefits are incredible. Uh, they have like childcare benefits and all kinds of really great stuff that I love, um, and I'm super happy about it. Um, Maybe not everyone is, you know, as excited about that because sure. they, they're not planning on having kids. But right. maybe, you know, there there's just things you can do for people um, that are non non traditional benefits that people might be happy about. Like maybe you don't use all your PCO, but you would rather have that in like a bonus paid out to you right. or something like that. So yeah, right. any anything like that. Most people are not putting this kind of stuff in their job descriptions which is such a big mistake. So for employers, if you put, you know, what the incentives are, what you do for someone, why you're a great place to work in your job descriptions, you're going to get like two and a half to three times the response than if you didn't. Absolutely. It's just so important. It's something that I try to um, really um, 
really remind folks of why is it such a great place to work. You know, it used to be the employer used to just list you have to have all of these, you know, um, you know, you must have this expertise and you must have this, 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 you know. And, and I say to them, now you must list why it's such a great place for them to work, you know, yeah. what makes you so great. Why, why is your company so great for you to come work here? Yeah. Tell them. Yeah. And because again, there's, there's I think also, that you're going to have to steal them from another company. Why are they going to oh, leave? Yeah. Why are they going to leave that company and come work for you? You're going to have to put that yeah. stuff in there. And when they don't do it and they just constantly list, you must have this qualification and this qualification. And then they're surprised when they don't get a lot of responses. And I tell them exactly mm-hmm. why they don't get a lot of responses. They don't like my answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of times they I don't mean, like my answer. Yeah. But. You have to have something that's going to grab them. That's going to, you know, making a job change is such, you're uprooting your whole life. You're taking a huge risk. Um, Absolutely. That you're going to leave a job if you're pretty happy to go somewhere else. So there has to be some kind of what's in it for me. Um scenario or what what right they call it candidate centric you want it to be more about the candidate and less about you you know you're going to do the the interview and you're going to make sure that they're qualified i'm not saying that you're going to hire somebody that's not qualified for the position of course you are but you know you want to you want to get the right person you know you want to make sure that the right person it, you know, is even applying for the job, you know? Yeah. So, so let's go ahead and sum this up, do a little summary here. Um, mm-hmm. What does this actually mean for employers in general um, that are trying to, trying to hire people? It means that they've yeah. got to change the way that they think, I believe, mm-hmm. and how yeah. powerful social media is putting ads on social media. We certainly help them do that type of thing here at the pilot. Um, How important benefits are, and even non-traditional, remote work, casual dress, flexibility, you know, that type of thing. Um, Again, like I just said, candidate-centric, you know, make sure that you're really um, um, expressing how, how important it is that your company is really looking out for the candidate, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Examine your company culture, revamp where needed, and really, you you know, your marketing, you're branding your company. You're marketing your whole business, not just the job. I just just received a a job that we are going to publish a full-page ad. A full-page ad we're going to publish, and there is not one thing in there about why it's such a great place to work. And it's horrible. Yeah. yeah. And I am going back and saying, yeah, we're we're going to revamp this. But and I did tell them at a time, we need to put something in there about why should somebody work there? But they didn't do it. And that's, you know, that's another thing that's really important. I think people who work with employers to help them advertise, you have to be a consultant. And and Karen, I think that's why you do such a good job is because you don't just take what they want to no. post and, and post it. You tell them, hey, this is going to work or this is not going to work. And here's how we can make it better, right. which is so important. So 
for well, anyone who's not working with you, if they're working with another rep somewhere else, you know, wherever it is, if, if that person's not asking those questions, you got to find someone else. Go to Karen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, I just, you know, I truly want to help them, you know, and I think they're not going to get what they're looking for, you know, if they don't do it this way. They're just yeah. not, they're mm-hmm. not going to, I understand that they think their business is already the best and everybody oh, yeah. should want to come work for them. I realize that they already think that way. <laughs> and although they may be right, <laughs> you know, it, it's the, 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 the bottom line is change is hard and yeah. they have to think change. They have to think differently and it's yeah. just hard. I get it. And yeah. really, Really, the last thing is hiring is very expensive, and it, it can be very expensive. And, you know, mm-hmm. I get a lot of calls. Of, oh, I just want a, th- you know, a three-line ad, and I want to pay $20, when the fact is it's now, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars to place that same yeah. kind of an ad. And, and cost per click prices over the last few years have gone up about 54% as well, so... You know, everything is more expensive right now, um, including hiring. Um, And so if you're, you know, feeling like you can spend the same amount of money you spent three, five years ago on recruitment and be successful, you just can't. And it it sucks, but but you you have to invest in these people. Right. And I mean, we've I've had to turn people away because they they want something for you know x amount of dollars and i've had to actually say that does not exist i can give you x y and z for this much money you know um but i hate to even take a hundred dollars from them when i don't even think that's going to help them that's a hundred dollars from even a small business is a lot of money and i don't think that's even going to help them so it's 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 tough, but you know, if I get through to a couple of them, then I've done my job. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um, that's pretty much it, Rachel. Do you have anything else that you want to add? Um, this has been a great conversation. Yeah, I think, yeah no, it was a great conversation, and uh, thanks for having me on. I just think you know, employers have to put their, themselves in the shoes of a job seeker, right? Um, and I think that that's going to help them be the most successful. Um, Absolutely. It's tough. We get it. It's, it's tough to hire right now and it's frustrating, but um, having a good plan and, and having someone great to work with that can lead you in the right direction, I think is going to make a world of difference. So I agree. Frank, do you have anything you'd like to add or any questions? Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Rachel. Appreciate you being here. Yeah. Thank you guys. Maybe we'll talk again soon about a new trend. You never know. Hopefully. Yeah. Love it. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks again, Rachel. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye-bye.